imagine. It's 5 a.m. on a Sunday in October. You're sound asleep. And then you hear footsteps running down the stairs. Your roommate cries out. Some unknown figure passes by your room and heads out the door. What just happened? You ask. And your roommate says, that guy was tickling my feet. Today, we're talking about the one and only Boston Tickler. Yes, so, okay, fun fact, I did get a mic. Uh, (laughs) This is a little cheap mic from Amazon. Um, And I did just record this entire episode without it on. So we are redoing it because I have no sound on the original version of this episode, which is really freaking exciting. Also, in other news, before we get into the Boston Tickler, I got a new keyboard and I think it's the coolest keyboard ever. It's just about the best thing in the world. I truly, I cannot explain like how happy I am about this keyboard. I really, it brings me so much joy. I don't know if it's because I like type for a living. I like code. Um, But this keyboard lights up. Okay. There is a circulating rainbow of colors that goes from left to right. And it sounds heavenly. I'm not an ASMR galley. I get the allure. I truly do. It's so satisfying. I, when I do like stumble across a little short or whatever, as I'm flipping through my for you page, I'm not mad about it, but this little sound of my keyboard typing as I work, can't get enough. Can't get enough. Love it. Anyway, $65. It's from Amazon. Maybe I'll put the product in the description. Um, I'm sure it's sold other places if you don't want to support Amazon. You do you. Um, But it's super sick. It's also customizable, so you can change. You can take all the little keys out, and you can replace them with keys that are different colors. Or, you know, probably more practically, if a key, like, breaks or something, you can replace it with one that works. But um, I'm really stoked. I'm going to write my name in freaking keys, and I'm really excited about it. Anyway. (laughs) Back to (laughs) the Boston Tickler. Okay, so yes, this is a real thing. Yes, it really happened in Boston. So in like 2014 to around the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016, there were a string of reports saying that there was a man who broke into male BC students' rooms, not dorm rooms or anything, but like off-campus housing in the Alston and Brighton areas, if you know Boston. And the man was 5'7", wearing a hoodie and a ski mask or a gaiter, something covering his face. And potentially black, though, truly the reporting on this story is all over the place. So a lot of the credible reports were done in 2014, I believe. Um, but there were also just like a string of like people like getting a kick out of the story, I think, because there's like some crazy, um, there's some crazy versions out there. Like there's also like a spoof, um, of the Texas butthole tickler or something like that. Yeah. You can imagine it's, I don't know, like people were getting a kick out of it. And honestly, I will say when I first heard the story, I thought it was so weird that it was funny. 
Um, and I was like laughing about it. But then the more I thought about it, okay, I imagined what I would do. And fun fact, I'm a freezer. I don't know if everyone knows this, but <laughs> there are four kinds of um, fear responses, or at least that's what my therapist told me, okay? And <laughs> there's fight, which is obviously where you fight whatever is scaring you. There is flight, where you run away. There's freeze, where you're so scared that you're like essentially stuck inside your body. So you can't move, you can't speak. It is the worst feeling in the entire world, can confirm. Um, and that is me. So this is literally my worst fear. Anyway, next, <laughs> the fourth one is fawn, where you try and make, you know, whatever's scaring you like really happy and you like, whatever, try to please it. Um, me and my therapist are both freezers. So I was telling her about this and I was like, this is actually terrifying to me. And she was like, as it should be, like, <laughs> I don't think anyone should, you know, be comfortable with somebody in their space like that. But yeah, so it started off funny to me and then got very, very not funny the more that I looked into it. And I think it was probably the same for Boston because there was like a fear running through campus in these years, 2014, 2015, 2016, where BC students were just really afraid uh, that they were going to get like, someone was going to break into their house, tickle their feet and leave. Um, because also, so there's one source, specifically boston.com. Okay. I don't know how credible this source is. I don't know this news outlet. I don't know if this is like hard hitting journalism, but they claim that someone w that fits this description was looking through their window. Like there was, they claim that there was a report of someone matching this description, looking through someone else's window and performing a sex act. I don't think that's related to this story. None of the other sources have said this. And also it doesn't really fit with the themes of the story. So a lot of the claims state that there were laptops, wallets, things of value laying around and none of it was touched. So I'm, I do think that it could be fetish driven. I don't necessarily think that this is like, I don't know. I, I just, it's a, it's a tricky one because the leading theory out there is like, it was some college student with a fetish. They graduated and then they left and moved somewhere else. My problem with this theory is like, why did the Boston tickler not turn into like the Chicago tickler or like, you know what I mean? Like, why didn't the story travel with the person? My theory is this is someone with a fetish or a compulsion or something. Uh, well, clearly, um, but, but, uh, as it started getting, you know, more popular, people became more aware. I think they either sought help or got into a relationship where this behavior was acceptable. So it is actually a fetish. It's like a, it's like a known and studied fetish. It's called kinismalagnia. I don't know if I'm spelling that right, but it's K-N-I-S-M-O-L-A-G-N-I-A. And it's basically just like the, like tickling is their thing. That's how they get off. Uh, and fair enough. If that's your thing, that's your thing. I think the part that's confusing is like going into somebody's house. If like 
the compulsion is that strong that you are breaking into somebody's house sometimes three times a night not the same person but what i've seen from this story is that it happened once three times in one night um and if that's the case like that is probably really overwhelming like i can't imagine that this person is like okay for the majority of the time that they're like living their lives so i think they probably realized that it was you know a compulsive behavior they didn't want and maybe sought help for it is my hope but either way this person seems like they're no longer a threat to the boston community i do think that like the student story does have some merit because all of the victims were male bc students and i think that's a bit of a coincidence um like a bit too much of a coincidence for him not to be a student because th that area is predominantly students. But I mean, you also have BU, you have other people in the area that still aren't students. Like it's not only students, you know what I mean? So I don't know, we'll never know. It was unsolved. So <laughs> sorry if you didn't know that. And this is a bit of a cliffhanger, but yeah, the story is unsolved. And I think that's crazy. But like I said, the last credible source was in 2016 or something like that. The last credible uh, complaint. But it was so odd and it struck my attention. Like it was so odd to hear. I can imagine how frightening it was or like how strange it was for people at the time to hear. Like apparently a lot of people like didn't think that it was true. Um, because the Boston Police Department, like the community service officer for that area, Sergeant Michael O'Hara at the time, actually released a statement saying like, it's not a myth, it's happening. We're taking this very seriously. So yeah, I think it was a, it was a real issue that people like took very seriously. I think even as late as 2018, I saw a post on a BC, like a message board. And it was like a kid asking if it was still a threat and if anybody was like in danger of this happening to them or of this person getting into their room. And the overwhelming response was no, it's, it's pretty much over. But yeah, crazy. I don't know. I'd love to hear other people's theories. This is my first solo episode, so I don't really have anyone here to bounce theories off of, but I'd love, love, love to hear other people's theories. And if anyone has a theory, ridiculous or otherwise maybe we'll talk about it at the beginning of the next episode because i don't know what the next episode is going to be yet but it's intriguing i don't know there's so little to go off of as well like even the descriptions of the guy are so inconsistent some people say he's five seven some people say he's five eight i don't know pretty much it for this episode i know it's a short one um it's also maybe a darker one than <laughs> the others i didn't necessarily want this podcast to be moody and deep and like crime ridden because I think there's so much out there like that right now and like truly the motivation behind this podcast was to have something to listen to at work that didn't make me depressed or like mean-spirited I don't know if it's just me but if I listen to someone complain or make fun of like other people it puts me in a bad mood I don't know so anyway the vision for this podcast was for it to be like a little bright light and it's someone's day. Um, I release these on Fridays, but if you listen to them on Mondays, it would be like maybe nice to start your week off so positive. So in the future, just know like not all episodes will be like this. Uh, 
I'm not going to start being like a crime podcast or anything like that. This was just like a crazy little rabbit hole that I went down the other day. And uh, yeah, that's also how I'm basically an expert is I was just internet deep diving. So if you want me to be basically an expert on anything else, if you see any more crazy stories or um, have any wild ideas, let me know. I'd love to keep going down that hole. Um, anyway, on that note, next week, I'm not really sure what the episode is going to be, but I'm excited about it. I really like these little quick uh, solo episodes. I might do more of these. I'm also really excited to hear how this mic sounds. <laughs> Hopefully, the sound quality will have improved a little bit because I live in kind of a noisy area. So, All right. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.